Welcome to Today with Multifamily, where we talk with real people who tell us real stories about working in the apartment industry. I'm so excited for our next guest and to learn a little bit more about one of the number one questions that I get asked, which is social media scheduling and what do I do and where to begin. Um, A lot of our on-site staff, you all have so many things that you do day in and day out, and social media is one of those things where maybe you don't know where to get started or how often you should post. And so today's guest is going to teach us all that you need to know about that. So please welcome Emily Moore with More Media Group. Hey, thanks for having me today. I'm really excited to be here. I thought whenever you emailed and asked, I was like, what a cool thing to get to talk about because as you know, we don't work with a lot of multifamily clients, but we have worked with one and it's been cool to see how what we do can help out businesses in your industry. Yes, no, definitely. And that's really why we wanted to have you on the podcast to learn more about the different sides. And with you getting, you have a unique perspective because you don't just deal with multifamily. So I think that that brings an interesting, um, you know, look into things and how, how you guys operate and work with your clients. So um, before we get too far into it, because I do have so many questions, I love talking about all things social media and marketing. Um, tell us about yourself and kind of your company and how you got started. Yeah. So my name's Emily Moore. Uh, I started a marketing agency called Moore Media Group, like my last name, M-O-O-R-E. I always say that because people are like, like I was Moore? Googling Moore Media Group. I'm like, it's M-O-O-R-E. <laughs> Not M-O-R-E. Add that up. M-O-O-R-E. Moore Media Group. Um, started this October will be five years ago, which is crazy to me. Um, and we do all things marketing. We do social media marketing for businesses. We actually do websites, PR, video, uh, graphic design and branding. It's just, we've really kind of expanded to help businesses in any capacity to get the word out about what they do. Because we've learned that so many clients want to work with one agency instead of doing different parts with different people. And so we've kind of expanded through the years to do that. We have an office in Jackson and Fondren. um, And we have clients in a variety of industries, including uh, multifamily, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But you know, everyone needs help getting the word out about their business. And everybody's strategy is different depending on the industry, depending on the location, depending on the time of year for your industry specifically. Um, So it's really fun for us because I feel like it's always something new. We're always meeting with clients and learning, okay, what is your specific story and how do we help tell that to bring you more business and help you connect with your customers or clients in a better way? Um, and so that's why I really enjoy what we do. And, uh, this is a industry that for me has been a lot of fun to get to learn more about and see how we can fit into it. Yeah. And I think that's so great. So a lot of people don't understand the multifamily industry. Um, I myself (laughs) didn't know what it was until I got into it. Um, I never worked on site, never worked, never even lived in an apartment. Um, but yeah, here I am (laughs) running multifamily association. And so I really appreciate a lot of times people, they don't know. And so they don't, they think that we're like multifamily is just like realtors. They don't really understand what we do. But I think for you, you really, it seems like you take the time to get to know your customer and and what their business is and how to capture that. So I think that that's really crucial. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we definitely try to, again, because we work with so many different industries, like what works for multifamily marketing isn't going to be the same as what we do for our architecture firm or our law firm or our political clients or our big festivals. Like we, you know, it's all so different. And so we really do try to take the time to see, all right, what do you specifically need for your specific business? Who are we trying to talk to? What are we trying to tell them? Where do we find them? How do we get the message to them? And so it's just a lot of fun. And um, like I said, it's been a been a cool industry. Because too, even with multifamily, it's not just like what works for one company is going to work for the next. So they're all different. And um, it's it's interesting just to get to see 
you know, how they all have different audiences and like different messages. This works for this one, but this doesn't work for this one. And so it's, it's like a puzzle, you know, we're trying to figure out, all right, how do we customize this to your specific business and help you fill the spaces in your facility or whatever you're trying to do? And I think that's so great. I'm sure that's why, you know, this, so the reason we met was because you started working with a local management company who's a member of our organization. And so how did you, like, you don't have to go nitty gritty, but like, how did that come about? And then how did you guys with work with them to kind of create that and to help them tell their story? Yeah, we've been with State Street Group. Can I say that? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to ask you with my eyes. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we started working with State Street Group here in Jackson a few years ago, um, and they obviously have several different properties. Um, and we've kind of done social media for five or six of their properties for a while now. We do six now. It's kind of grown. Um, but Quarter House was our kind of most recent big project to undertake with them because they built it. You know, we kind of got to start from the beginning. From We're the like, hey, out. this is launching. This is coming soon. We're going to be filling spaces soon. You know, we'll be taking applications in the fall. And so we got to really work with them from the very beginning. We handled getting press releases out for them about the development. We handled doing the social media. Um, did a lot of photo shoots to get kind of shots along the way just to show progress. Um, and so that, I would say, is the one that we've been most involved with. But they have a variety of different... Um, companies throughout not just Jackson they're kind of regional as well so yeah it's been yeah. fun so and that property yes it's it's been really great to see that come I mean we always like to see new development and we haven't had a lot of that especially in the central Mississippi area so we were excited to see that come about and it's such a great product it's in such a great area too it's perfect you know? I mean, I mean it was fun to promote because it I think people were excited about it because it's here on Lakeland which you know like I think for most people in the Jackson area like that it, there just wasn't a lot of options right where that is. There's some more farther down the street, and then there's some in Fondren, but right there, there wasn't anything. So it was really fun to get to, like, promote this area and see people's reactions, like, oh, my gosh, that's so exciting. I want to put in an application. When do they open up? Like to, And, again, that's from getting to do it from the beginning. You get to see that buzz kind of gradually build which is fun to be a part of. Absolutely. And there's so much that goes into a lease up of a property. Um, so I'm sure them hiring you and taking some of that weight off of that staff. You know, a lot of times for a lease up property, they don't necessarily hire a, a media company. So they're trying to not only lease the property, but take the pictures and do the web. And it's a lot. So you guys are able to come in and take that off their plate. Yeah. And it, I mean, it is a lot. And even like getting to see what all the people that work there do, like that's why we exist. I mean, in general, most of our clients hire us because They've given this job to someone else to do. It's like, okay, well, your main job is to fill all of our spaces and take applications and go through, you know, go through all of that. But we also want you to post to social media and get out press release and handle all of our marketing. And it's like, that's a whole nother job. And if some people don't have the budget or just like don't think they have the need for a full-time marketing director. But in 2022, it requires so much attention that if you can't have someone dedicated to it, you've almost got to bring in extra help, especially on the social media side. It has become, I mean, when I started five years ago, it was like you scheduled, you know, three posts a week for each client and put them out there. And that was all you had to do. But now with TikTok and Reels and I mean, just the way social media is constantly developing, it's become much more hands-on. And it's really a lot to put that load on someone who doesn't have their full attention devoted to it. Absolutely. And we see that a lot. I see that a lot with the property staff. They're so busy. They're pulled in a thousand directions and they're supposed to, you know, post every week, but they don't have time to. So then they, you know, throw up one of those random memes just to like post something, but it yeah. doesn't really get you anywhere. And so 
you know, what do you say to those people? And not even just multifamily, but like if you're so busy, you don't have time, you don't have the budget necessarily, what can you do to kind of stay in the loop on social media and be relevant? I think, I mean, posting regularly is is key. Like that's where, I mean, again, that's why we get hired to work with businesses because with the algorithm, if you, you know, okay, let's say, let's just say an apartment complex, they haven't posted in a month and now they need to fill two empty apartments, you know, and they need to get tenants in there. So they start posting saying, hey, we're, we've got these open spaces. No one's going to see it because the way the algorithm works, if you're not posting regularly, social media platforms don't kind of honor that. So like your post may be seen by 12 people. But if you're posting all the time, you're kind of gradually getting in front of more eyes. I mean, even you are gaining more followers usually through that. But even if not, just the way the algorithm works, if you're posting more frequently, when you do post it is seen by more people. And that's just how it works on all the platforms. So that's what we always tell people. If You've got to make time to post at least, you know, four times a week. But we try to do it. I mean, the way things are now, you really want to be doing something every day, even if it's on stories, um, which I know that stresses people out. But it doesn't have to be anything super fancy. Like some people, I think, get so overwhelmed at the thought of having to do social media that they can't even start or they just or they want to do something big and really cool and get people's attention and that's great if you have time to do that but even if you don't just post in pictures of you know stuff around the property like I just think that it overwhelms people and it keeps them from doing it and then when they need it the audience isn't there because they haven't been posting Right. And I think that you, it's like it's a continual thing. You have to always do it. You can't stop. The algorithms change all the time, it seems like. I don't think anyone knows what the algorithm is. I don't. How it I mean, I'm anymore. in. That's what somebody told me the other day. They were like, well, you know what you're doing. I didn't study this in school. And I was like, I didn't study this in school. And even if I did, it's changed so much since exactly. I left school. Like, none of us know what we're doing. We're all figuring it out, which I kind of enjoy because it evens the playing field. Yeah. Like, once you have social media figured out, it's going to change. And then you got to figure it out again. And we're, it kind of keeps us all on our toes. And so I think it's a lot of fun because we're all just constantly learning and out of our comfort zones. And that should encourage people who don't do it all the time to feel better about it. Like there's not, I mean, there are pros out there, but even they're relearning because things constantly change. TikTok didn't even, when I don't think it existed five years ago. When no. I, started, I didn't know about <laughs> didn't. it until like, you know, two years ago. So it's like um, stuff like that, I think should make people who don't really know what they're doing, feel better about it because none of us do. We're all constantly learning and constantly changing our strategy. Yeah. And so you think like for a a business, whether it's multifamily or they're like someone that does business with the multifamily industry, three to four times a week is a good time to post or? I think at a minimum, you've got to do that just to like stay relevant, to stay in front of people's eyes. Um, But I, I just think, and so it used to be curated too. Like social media used to, it did used to be a bigger deal. Like I would say a couple of years ago, you did want to have really nice, beautiful pictures on your feed. And that's still nice now. But honestly, now it's so much video. It's so many reels because Instagram and Facebook are trying to compete with TikTok. And so it makes it, it is overwhelming because the reels and videos are work, but it also makes it to where it doesn't have to be pretty and perfect. People just want kind of on the fly stuff, which should make you feel a little bit better because you don't have to bring a photographer in to get professional photos. You can just record it on your phone and post it and put it out into the world for people to see and enjoy. And that's what I've noticed. So I do all the main, I do all the social media for MAA. And so, you do a good job. Thank you. I try. <laughs> so the biggest thing I do, which I'm a very, I'm a little OCD, but I have all of our social media scheduled out 30 days. Yeah. I'm crazy. No, I mean, that's what we do for our clients. Yeah. So most of them, we have stuff scheduled in advance. And that just to show you a little of our process, we, we do stuff the month ahead. So we would send it like the last week of the month. So we just, you know, last week sent 
all of the May messaging, which is what we call the post for our clients. So they approve that. And then we're still doing on the fly stuff. But we know that if it's a really crazy week, like we were just talking Mm -hmm. about this week being busy, and we don't get something spontaneous, we know that there's content being posted, again, to keep us relevant in the algorithm, to keep our stuff in front of people's eyes. So that is smart to schedule it in advance. (laughs) I mean, and if you can, and again, that's another thing that I think overwhelms people when I say that. If you have a couple hours, just sit down and plan out some posts. You can schedule it. And then it is nice to not have to think about it and still look for stuff on the fly. But at least you know you've got stuff that will be posted um, if you don't have time that week. Yeah. And that's what I'm, and again, like, so I try to sit down like at the beginning of the year and say, okay, like, you know, we have certain things that we post every month. So like the second Tuesday of the month, we know it's going to be whatever post it's going to be. And then you just fill in the calendar from there yeah, and then schedule it as you can. But it's normally a couple hours, like a Monday for slow. We'll build the graphics. We'll go ahead and get everything scheduled. You know, it's really, it's just getting organized and getting that plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's intimidates people of how to even know where to get started. Yeah. And it is. But like I said, I think, I think what should make people feel better about it is that it's all changing. We're not all experts. We're not all looking at your feed, judging you because you're not an expert, you know, and in 2022, it doesn't have to be curated and perfect. It can just be on the fly stuff because that's what most of our feeds are now. Yeah. And I've noticed that a lot with like a lot of our, even our properties and our members, like they just post, you know, just random videos of like a maintenance guy (laughs) fixing a toilet. It doesn't take much. Right. But I think people like to see that human side of it and not Mm -hmm. so much the curated. I think like you said, that's changed. Um, So just easy, interactive, you know, it could be like, you know, it's dog day at the property. Come by and get on the treat. Like just Uh, For sure post dog day because when we do post (laughs) anything about, you know, there's a dog park at the quarterhouse and like like or they have a little area for the dogs and anytime we post about it it does better than it. people love dogs that there's your tip just post pictures of just dogs post you'll be fine yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the only thing that like intimidates me in the social media is the reels oh my gosh it's not intimidating it's very time consuming it is it can be but also again it doesn't have to be perfect you yeah. know I think the point of reels is like they want to make it to where everybody can put a video together and you can just take short little three second clips, string them all together, put a song under it. And there you go. You know, you don't have to add the text or the sound effects. Like it is intimidating, but if you just get in there and play, it's supposed to be fun. Like it's supposed to be a fun way to connect with your audience. It shouldn't be this big stressful thing. Um, And I think that we're getting back to it being fun with, because it was pretty stressful a couple of years ago when everybody had the beautiful curated feeds and it was nice to look at, but I think it, it, that was really intimidating and it was hard to do. And it it wasn't just like anyone could do it because you wanted to have really nice quality photos. Um, but I do think we're getting back to making social media fun again with the reels. And if you just get in there and play around and try it, you'll realize it's because I was intimidated. About it. I do video like and I was intimidated. <laughs> I was like, oh, the first time I did it, I was like, I don't know a real like it's something new. So you're like, what if I can't figure it out? You can figure it out. If not, literally just Google it. There's a million YouTube tutorials and it's not as hard as you think it is. Yeah. And you're, I think people don't even try it because they're so scared that it's going to be difficult, but it's fun. It's social media. (laughs) Well, I think too, in any business you have to have, I mean, how crucial, I mean, obviously in your opinion, your whole business is built off of it, but social media marketing, if you're not, if you're not doing it, I mean, you're, you're not going to grow your business. You're not going to be seen. So how, how important is that? It's extremely important from a business growth perspective, but I know we've already talked a little about that. So I want to also add that it's important from a credibility perspective. Like, I mean, just think about the first time that you hear about a business, whether it's an apartment complex, definitely apartment complex, you're going to want to see photos, but, or even if it's a restaurant or any kind of business, I go to social media and look them up. Like that's what you do. And so you've got to have 
content there that looks legit and like you're involved and like you're paying attention and like you're connecting with your audience, you're available if they need you. Because that's the first thing people are going to do. That's how we we all get to stalk each other. Yeah, everyone stalks each other <laughs> in the modern and, age. Yeah, and residents they use that to stalk the property. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, they, they see do. what kind of residents are having or reviews or you know if there's a lot of negative reviews and the staff hasn't responded. Um, you know if it's been two years since they posted, they look at all of that. That's the first thing they're going to do is look you mm-hmm. up on social media. So again, they're you know they do want to see nice pictures, but you have those on your website. They also want to see that you're fun and approachable and that you'll respond to them if they need you. So just use your social media to show how you interact with your tenants or your residents. And so, and like, just, again, it's, it should be a fun thing. Just, just keep in mind, okay, if someone's looking us up, what do we want to communicate to them? How do we want to be seen by them? Cause they're going to look you up. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think too, of course, having, I mean, if you can take it even further, if you have the budget and have the website always helps too, to have, to kind yeah. of back that up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're, they're going to look up the website as well. Um, I now look up people on social media before I look at the website, but I think if yeah. I were looking for a place to live, I would go to the website right. first, but I'm also going to look them up. And it, I don't think it sends a great message if they look up your Instagram page or Facebook page or whatever, and you haven't posted in three months. You know, it's like, I think, again, doesn't have to be perfect, but just show that you're there yes. and you're you're there to connect with them. Yeah. I hate seeing that when I look up someone's Instagram or we go to tag them. I'm like, oh, they haven't posted in two years. Yeah. I'm like, just delete it. <laughs> if you're not going to post it in two them. years, I'm not gonna just, break, yeah. just not even worry about it. <laughs> so you guys do social media. You also help with the websites as yes, well and creations we, of those and Yep, we build websites. Um, we do photo shoots for people who already have websites. Uh, we do branding for anybody launching new businesses or properties. Um, and then, like I said, the video, uh, public relations, which is also a big part of it. You know, whenever Quarter Lost was opening, that was a big thing. We that it really wasn't on their radar. And like, I mean, Quarter House, sorry, not Quarter Lost. Not there. I mean, <laughs> well, we do their social media too. Okay. Yeah, because we do, we're lost is a thing, and we also do their social media if they didn't just launch. Um, you know, like when public, I'll just start from there. Public relations is an important part of it too. Like when Quarterhouse was launching, you know, they were so focused on, all right, we need to be running ads, we need to do social media, and we brought it to their attention. Like, we need to just put out a press release and say this opening, this is a really cool area, this is a cool development coming to a cool area, it's needed, people are going to be excited, let's tell the media about it and let them help spread the word to you. And sometimes, again, people get intimidated. Like, yes, if you can hire a company to do that for you, we would love to do that for you. There are other companies that would love to do that for you. But if you just want to do it yourself, you can write a press release and send it to the media. You don't need a pass to send things to the media. Right. Their, you know, email addresses are all online. Like, you can look up a template. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Just say, hey, we're opening. Come see us. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Um, but, you know, they're they're looking for stories, too, to share. And especially... If it's a new property in a cool area, if you can look for the story behind it that they want to tell, um, put that out there and let them help you get your message out. And I think that's a great example of saying, I mean, even just a simple press release to send that out to kind of get it started. And I'm sure when y'all did that, it spread like wildfire. I'm sure everyone was so pumped about it. And, you know, we did make sure we crafted the message the way we want it to be told about the development coming to that specific area. And people got excited about it. But I think that's something that's not on people's radar or it is on their radar. And Again, if they don't have the budget or if they don't know where to start with reaching out to a company to help with it, I think they don't even think that's something they can do. But like you can literally Google a press release, look at the template, write your own, Google the news stations, email it to the address yes, on their website. it's very easy to do. But it if you is, don't know, it's it's overwhelming. It's, it isn't intimidating. It is. Bit. And yeah. like, of course, it is much better to use a company because we have relationships with reporters at all of the outlets. And so that is 
the best way to go and it's easier for you and way less time consuming. But if the budget's not there, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. But if you have the budget, I'd recommend doing it for sure. So we, do, I do all of our press releases from the association standpoint and it's intimidating. And sometimes it would be nice just to send it to a media company and say, here, handle it for me. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and we thrive on that. Like I said, we've, you know, we've built relationships with reporters through the years. And so it's nice to just send a text and say, hey, email press release this morning. Did you happen to get it? You know, and, and just kind of check in with them. Yeah. And I think it's really, you know, again, if you have the budget, and of course, that's if you have the budget. But, you know, the last, I've, you know, the last few years, we have not in the central Mississippi area had a lot of new developments with properties. And so we've had a couple that have been great. But there was such a different energy around the quarter lofts. And I don't know if it was because it was us. It was you. I think, well, I think, no, well, I think, the, totally I think the media, the, strategy that you guys ha had really helped you know before there was excitement but it just something was different this go around I don't know what it was and uh, you know maybe it is all to no, know it's all, all your credit I'm totally <laughs> kidding. it was it's a really cool property in a really great area and so I think people were excited about that it was honestly our job was easy with that one because it was such an easy story to get people excited about um it, it told itself like that area is developing and they're still adding stuff in that area and so it's um yeah, it, I think some of it just comes from people want good news. There's a lot of heavy news all the time. And reporters don't enjoy just telling heavy stories. They want to tell the exciting story about the new development coming where you could live and be right close, you know, to all these really nice areas of Lakeland and Pondering. Like you're right here by everything. So come check it out. Like they want to tell those stories. So give it to them to tell. Absolutely. And so um, I think we've probably answered this m several times already. But what would you tell someone, you know, why they should hire you guys? I mean, if the budget's there, it's just a load off. Um, that's I always say the whole reason we exist is because social media and really marketing in general is overwhelming, but even just the social media part is overwhelming. And I think some companies put that on people who it's not their top priority and it's not their job. And it's too time consuming to do that. Again, maybe you could have done that, you know, five years ago. You can't do that now because of the amount of time and attention it requires. And so we exist because people trying to do their normal day jobs don't have time to also handle all the marketing and social media. So if you have the budget, I highly recommend outsourcing it because it takes that off your plate. You know, it's being done well. Um, company, like, like I said, our company, I can only speak for us, but I know there are others in the Jackson area who kind of are the same way, but like we care deeply about our clients and we're going to meet with you and make sure we understand your message and understand your audience and communicate the right way. You're not losing control of that. Like you will approve everything that goes out. So it's kind of just like you're adding your own little marketing department that is here specifically for you. Um, and so I think if the budget's there, it really frees up a lot of mental space, a lot of stress, and you know your story's being told and your message is getting out there. Yeah. And I think like what you said too, I think um, you, they're, 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 you're their own little personal media company. And yeah. so when you look at these pages, you don't know that it's you all behind the scenes. It looks like the properties. So you're no. like, wow, that property's on top of it. Like they're posting all these pictures. And so it, it makes the property look really attractive because yeah. of how the, you know, the, how, what they've curated on their social media. And pages. that's always our goal. Like we try very hard to understand the voice of our client and to communicate in their voice so that we don't want people to know that you're using an agency. We want it to sound like it's coming from you and feel personal. And we work really hard to make sure we kind of understand that voice and understand that message with each of our clients. And that comes from, you know, we do it every month. So the first few months we're figuring it out. But by the time we've worked together for a few months, we can say things the way you want it to, to be said, you know. And again, we send everything for approval. So sometimes clients will reword things and then, okay, we know, oh, they would have said it this way. So next month we'll write it that way. So 
Yeah, it really, I always say that. It's like, we are your marketing department. That's what we're here. We're not just an agency that's going to take this and follow a template and do it the same way we do for everybody. We work with a ton of different industries and we can't talk the same way in each of them. It's all different. And that's part of what makes what we do so fun. All right, Emily. So tell us some of your tips for, you know, like how to schedule, how to create the graphics. What should people know? Yeah, I like I said, I think it's become easier for anyone to be able to do it. Um, a couple of resources that I always recommend to people for graphics is Canva. Super, I am like the farthest thing from a graphic designer. <laughs> we have a graphic designer on our team and it's almost comical. Like she laughs anytime I'm trying to explain, like if we're working on something and I'm like, I have a vision, let me draw it out for you. And it's like, <laughs> We just, it's always hilarious because I can't get things out of my head onto a screen or onto paper. And so, but even I can use Canva. Um, and so, and there, there's a free version that anybody could download. You even said you've used it some. We have the, we have the pr- premium version, which is not much. It's, it's 130 not. a year. And it's almost like your own in-house graphic designer. Right. It's well worth the money. <laughs> Definitely worth it. And you get also, you get access to like stock photos and different things like that if you buy the premium. But even if you don't, there is a free version that you can use and you can get some basic graphics on it that'll work. Um, so Canva for graphics, for sure. Um, And then as far as scheduling, if you want to pay, there are a couple of platforms um, that you can use to schedule on. Hootsuite is one that we used for years. It's pretty good, too. Um, It has crashed a couple of times on me lately, and I lost my analytics, which we didn't talk about analytics either. But I um, really needed those analytics because that's how we track and see what's performing well. And so if you are doing your own social media, You can even keep up with that through the different platforms individually. But every quarter or so, just look through your analytics, look at what your top posts were, look at what's performing well and do more of that. Um, So Hootsuite, like I said, for scheduling or Loomly is what we just switched to, which we love. That's what we use. use. Um, Also highly recommend. I like it better. That's why we're switching to it. Um, We literally just have been in the process in the last few months and have had a great experience with it. Both of them, they do cost, but they're pretty affordable. Um, Again, I think it's worth the time if you are ready to take social media seriously. But if you don't want to spend that, Facebook lets you schedule like through the app for free. And so you can schedule on Facebook. And I always tell people if you, you know, don't want to spend money on Hootsuite or Loomly or if you're just kind of playing around with scheduling and not sure about it, you can always just schedule on Facebook. It sends you a notification when it posts. You could copy and paste and, you know, post the image to Instagram or, you know, whatever you want to do if because you, you can't schedule on Instagram. But right. if you want to, sometimes the Facebook is like a little ping reminder of like, oh yeah, that posted. Let me just post it to Instagram real quick. Um, You can't really do that with some of the other platforms. But if the budget's not there, I'm just kind of trying to offer options yeah. for everybody. Well, and I think, I mean, so Canvas, like I think 130 a year for the premium, which is not terrible, you know. And then Loomly, I don't know what the cost is per month. But what we liked about Loomly is you could schedule up to 10 social media channels on one. So with Hootsuite, I think you were limited to five. Yeah, or you have to upgrade. Up- upgrade. Um, and then so Loomly is just very user-friendly. But then one thing I figured out with Loomly a couple weeks ago is you can go in and pre-tag everyone. That's what I was going to say. Because that was our biggest issue. It's like I would post everything. I was like, oh, wait, somebody stop what you're doing and go tag on Instagram. Go tag right. on LinkedIn. Go tag on Facebook and go tag on Twitter. Now you can do all that through Loomly. And so if they could just get stories to pre-schedule, which there is a stories. I think there's one that we use. I can't remember the stories one. Yeah. we. It didn't work great. And I feel like stories, though, are so much better, too, on the fly. So I think it's okay that you can't. I do think you'll be able to schedule them soon. But I do think, you know, that's kind of meant to be more of a, hey, here and now, this is what's going on. But just scheduling those posts again to keep the algorithm happy, to know that something's there. Um, Lonely, I do love that you can tag people because that was like a big thing that we missed on Hootsuite that was a pain. And tagging, I mean, while we're talking about it, is just a really important 
part of social media because that's part of growing your audience in an easy, organic way. Like if I tag somebody in a post and then, you know, tag them again in my story, they're all they have to do is press one button to share it. And now my message is in front of their entire audience and maybe they'll come follow me or at least they know that specific message. So highly recommend kind of doing some collaborative stuff and tagging, um, you know, people that are relevant to the post. Yeah. And even for properties, one thing that you can do to to help with that, with tagging is, you know, go to local businesses that are around the property and mm-hmm. showcase that to residents and tag that business. And it's just yeah. going to help, like you said, grow. Well, we do that with Quarter House. You yeah. know, we show off cups and like all the stuff that's right there in yes. the quarter. I mean, it's right there and they'll usually share our posts as well. And that's helped grow the audience in an organic way. And it's good for them because now, like, you know, you kind of gave them a shout out and they're getting, you know, exposure from it. So they're usually happy to press that share button and get the word out for you. And I think too, like just for those who are overwhelmed, you just have to think of it like everyone's scrolling Facebook and Instagram. So what do you like to see? Yeah. Whatever you want to see, that's the same thing you need to replicate for your audience. It's yeah. very easy to do that. It can be a dog picture, National Dog Listen, Day. Can be I don't, that's whatever. Gonna, social media is going to change and change and change. <laughs> One thing that's going to always stay the same, people are always going to love always. the dog pictures. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot easier uh-huh. than people think. They just kind of have to look at what they're interested in, what they're scrolling at and liking yeah. the most, and maybe just start there. Again, and check those analytics. I mean, it, if that overwhelms you and you're like, well, I don't know about the posts and engagements and likes, like just look at your top five posts and say, okay, well, these performed well. Let's do that again this month because um, that's clearly what people want to see. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you guys are doing a great job and I know the properties appreciate it. And, um, I, you know, I think it helps. Again, from the multifamily side, you know, we just want to see f- fun information out there for residents and just show that, you know, multifamily is a great place to be. It's a great place to live. Well, and it is. That's what I said. It's fun. And like being these multifamily like facilities, it's cool to show off. Like there, there's some really cool properties in the area and that you guys work with. And I just think like, have fun with it. It shouldn't be stressful. I agree. Just go out there and have fun. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, Emily, I really appreciate you being here with us and giving us a little bit more of a deeper dive into your side of the business and kind of how it pertains to our industry. Um, of course, you can handle all industries. So we're, we're you know, we're just a small piece of that. But we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to be here with us today. No, it was really cool. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed getting to talk about it. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode please make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you'll be notified of future episodes.